the, the awesome invitation I think that we, we have is like that we don't just sit there doing nothing while God does everything. I think that maybe the fun part in it all is that uh, we get to also be like co-creators and we get to do some of the writing. Even if there's like a hand that's leading us, I think somehow like our hand is in the mix too. Welcome to the Habit Podcast, conversations with writers about writing. I'm Jonathan Rogers, your host. If you've heard this podcast, you've heard the music of singer-songwriter Taylor Lennart. In fact, you're hearing it right now. Her 2017 album, River House, is one of my very favorites. Her new album is Hold Still. It releases in September 2021. Taylor Lennart, I'm so glad that you are on the Habit Podcast today. Of course, you're on the you're on the Habit Podcast every week because your song uh, "Diamonds" is the theme song. Uh, the instrumental part of that is the theme music for this podcast. That's so awesome! Well, I love being with you guys every week. It's fun to be here in an um, even more up close way. Yeah. So thanks for having me. <laughs> well, uh, by the way, I, I love that song. When Drew Miller suggested um, that we use your your "Diamonds." Uh, for the theme music for this podcast, I was amazed because of all the songs in all the albums in all the world, that was the one I was thinking about too. And so it was, I was amazed. That's so cool. I just love that wow. song. Oh, you thank an you. Afterthought, Love Himself, Dreamed You Up. That's so good. Man, um, I need, I still need, that's one of those songs where when I sing it, you know, it's like for people live, I, I think, Oh gosh, I don't, I still am like living my way into this one, you know? Yeah. Like I'm, um, it's still working on me. So, um, do you, so when you were writing, do you remember anything about, it's been a while since you wrote that song. Um, what do you remember about where that idea came from that love himself dreamed you up? Yes. Okay. Well, as you might discover today, uh, you know, my best ideas often are not mine. Um, not originally, uh, but I think that that spark of that uh, song came from, I had been reading a Brennan Manning book called okay. The Signature of Jesus. Uh-huh. And he talks about, you know, he says, if lo- like Christ is logos, the word uh-huh. of God. Mm-hmm. And um, by, by our very nature, we're sort of the little brothers and sisters of of Jesus. And so we're, if he's the capital W word of God, we are, we're echoes, almost like these lowercase W little words of God. And, um, and he talks about what a word is. And, and, uh, you know, if you, if you wanted to know what I was thinking, um, the best way I could tell you what I'm thinking is to, you know, to use a word to tell Uh you. And so he just says, so it was a really revolutionary idea. I remember reading that and going, Oh, like I, like our existence, each one of us is a way that we can know, know something of the mind and the heart of, of God. Mm-hmm. Um, That's really beautiful. Yeah. To me. And really yeah. it's just like, you know, if I'm defining myself by like, I am what I do or I am, uh, you know, I am how, like, defining myself by how much people like me or respect me or all these different measures that we have. And I thought, what a much more, um, what a much more beautiful thing to be measured by that we would be actually like 
reflecting something of, of who God is. Yeah. Um, make, like kind of making the picture complete sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, uh, I was, when I first heard that song, I thought about something that Joseph Pieper said, which, and I'm sure he was sum- summarizing something that Thomas Aquinas said, which is the, we can think about the world because the world was thought first, right? That, uh, that, yeah. that the world starts with, you know, the world was thought up by God and came mm-hmm. into being. And that's why we, from our end can think about how does it go? And, and again, I never know whether I'm paraphrasing Peeper or paraphrasing Aquinas or paraphrasing Peeper, paraphrasing Aquinas, but, but it's, it's, um, uh, the, we can think about the world because it exists, but then things exist because God thought them. Mm. And, and, and so the, the, the world becomes, the the meeting point of God's thought and our thought, which I think is you know this is of course a oh, podcast yeah. about writing, and I think that I think that idea is relevant to a writer, although I'm not ready to sort out all the ideas about that. Oh, of it's course, you, I you think can sort it all out. Oh yeah, I'll just sort sort out that deep uh, theological thing. But I I think you're right. I think there's something about. Um, you know, and maybe maybe whether or not a writer's aware of it or not, I think when we we've all had these experiences of kind of the they just to, to be honest, they feel kind of like mystical. Like sometimes these writing experiences you have, you're like, I don't know where that song came from. It's almost as if I, you know, there's a sense sometimes of like I feel like I just I downloaded it or like mm-hmm. I, you know. So somehow I opened up this little, like this, the heavens, if they were like, were opened up and it just like, I kind of was there to catch this mm-hmm. song and not every song feels that way. Sometimes it's much more of like you labor over it and you're, you're kind of fussing over it. But I think there are some diamonds may have been one of those. There's a song on, on my upcoming album called um, poetry Mm-hmm. Um, that felt that way. It just felt as if like, oh, I better pay attention because I almost feel like something's being handed to me. Uh-huh. Um, and I don't know, maybe that is like, in a sense, the writer tapping into that, um, thinking about the world, but as like an access point to God who thought, who thought yeah. up the world. I love that. Yeah. I'm not sure exactly how to draw that map either, but I, I think it's it's worth that's worth kind of scratching at there. Yeah. Yeah. Um it well that song poetry um touched on some of the same ideas as diamonds, right? I mean you, uh you're God's poetry and he doesn't waste a word. I, I hope hope I'm quoting that right. I'm I'm at least mm-hmm. if I'm not quoting. Yeah. You're God's poetry. He doesn't waste a word. Um, and, and so as you, you mentioned in something I was reading that, that, that's that song, as you realize that song was being given to you, that that's kind of what kicked off the process of you writing this whole new album, which I just learned is called hold still. It's called hold still. Yeah. I'll have to, um, I'm going to send you the, it's, I just got the masters. So it's like, excellent. 
it's been a long process. It's been a over a two year journey of making this album, but um, it started, I would say, with writing that song. You know, I had Diamonds was on a project called River House that actually my now bandmate Jess Ray produced, and that had come out some years ago. And I think I just I'd spent the last couple of years playing a lot of house shows and sort of spending time with people. And also in that time, I went from being uh, I went from being in my in my late twenties to now my like early mid thirties. And, Mm -hmm. um, I think like this thing has happened where as I've gotten older, um, and just walked, lived more life and, and walked more years with God and people, I think my experience of the world has widened and deepened in the sense, um, that it's a lot, you know, river house was very much to me, um, an album of sort of about this, the friendship of God, the sweetness of God, kind of like discovering this, um, I don't know, like a, like really an, like an intimate friendship there. And then I think, um, in the last years, just a lot of people I love have, uh, including my, <laughs> including myself too, I think have walked through some really hard things and I, and I've started now to, to face, um, just things that I never really thought like as a kid, like, and I never really thought when I like signed up to follow Jesus, like, Oh, it's going to mean this and it's going to mean suffering. And it's like, life is not going to look how I think. And so I think just honestly, um, being exposed to more and more of the pain and sort of unanswerable things in the world is where this record kind of, Mm comes from more innocence and um poetry really was the start of that i think uh really coming to me in a time where i i felt like you know if you if i don't know how how many of you guys are poetry fans out there but i um i'm very much a a poetry reader it's a big part of my life and um so much of like what makes a poem one of the things that makes a poem interesting is space you know and the way the words are spaced out and um i i think often if if i could sort of pinpoint here's where i am in my life i i think sometimes i feel like i'm in the space between words Mm. and uh and i think i was in that kind of place i think i was feeling like i don't even know what word if i'm a if, if my life was a poem i don't know what word i'm even on but i'm trusting like I, I heard um, this, this amazing man, uh, Steve Breedlove, preach on Ephesians chapter two. And he, you know, he had said, we are God's poema. Like, mm-hmm. um, you know, some, some of the translations there are like, we're God's workmanship or like, yeah. we're God's masterpiece. But he introduced me to that idea of like, what if you were, what would that mean if you were like the poetry of God? And um and and I started to imagine God as this, as an artist, as someone who is maybe, um, you know, standing back from the canvas or over the blank page and kind of like, he's just, he's, yeah. And that when, so like when, if I'm in that space between words, almost imagining like, okay, but God is making something beautiful out of my life. So can I trust him? Can I trust him with the word I'm on? Can I trust him? Yeah. Um, 
with the word that's coming. And I, I think that has been a helpful image for me. Um, and then I, I, right around that same time, I found this prayer, this like Ignatian prayer um, that we, we talked about earlier, but uh, by a man named, okay, already has a French name and it's, I am always worried that I'm saying it wrong, but it's yeah. uh, like Teilhard, Teilhard de Chardin. Teilhard. Teilhard? Uh-huh. See, this is great. I feel like I should have asked you before. <laughs> so, so we're going to teach everybody how to say it. So it's Teilhard. De Chardin. Okay. Right. De Chardin. There you go. French um, priest. Amazing. And to so this prayer that paleontologist. begins. Paleontologist. And a paleontologist, which that was a more recent discovery to me. And I thought, well, of course, like he can, yeah. he, he would know a lot better than most of us what slow really means you know slow processes so but his his prayer starts above all trust in the slow work of god and i think that has just it's a beautiful prayer i would really encourage um anyone listening to look that up um but you you can just search that phrase even do you have it readily i do we could read it yeah let's i'll read it okay here we go Above all, trust in the slow work of God. We are quite naturally impatient in everything to reach the end without delay. We should like to skip the intermediate stages. We're impatient of being on the way to something unknown, something new. And yet it is the law of all progress that it is made by passing through some stages of instability and that it may take a very long time. And so I think it is with you. Your ideas mature gradually. Let them grow. Let them shape themselves without undue haste. Don't try to force them on as though you could be today what time, that is to say, grace and circumstances acting on your own goodwill will make of you tomorrow. Only God could say what this new spirit gradually forming within you will be. Give our Lord the benefit of believing that his hand is leading you and accept the anxiety of feeling yourself in suspense and incomplete. Wow. Is that something, yeah. you, is that something you go to every day? Is, uh... I think it was almost something that became like I, when I first discovered it, I read it. So I printed it out and had it in my, in my room kind of over my desk. And it became something that I, um, I don't know that I could just, you know, I don't know that I have it memorized to the point where I could read every word without looking at it, but I certainly have lines and phrases that have kind of just embedded themselves. I feel like in my, story and kind of like etch themselves like on my heart I feel like and and one of those being um uh give give our lord the benefit of believing his hand is leading you and accept the anxiety of feeling yourself in suspense and incomplete that last line um i think that that if there was sort of like you know if if my if this next record had a subtitle i might call it in suspense and incomplete, you know, I think it's just, it feels like maybe, um, feels like I really felt the invitation with these new songs, um, to like be a little bit more 
honest maybe mm-hmm. and a little bit more uh exposed of like here are some places i think i'm still working out and some relationships i i still feel um stuck in or you know there's pain in i think it just was a little bit more of like a like a i would say vulnerable kind of kind of look into um I guess what life has looked like for me. And I imagine, uh, you know, I would, I would hope people can find their story and some of that too, but it's sort of like, okay, after, after I've kind of, I've, I've believed, you know, I believe these things about who God is and I've, um, now it's almost like we're in the, you know, we're in the dark night of the soul. We're in the sort of like in between place. We're in the space between words where it's like, we're having to kind of feel our way through a little bit and, Mm -hmm. and like the place where all these things I believed about who God is are now like, I'm kind of confronting them in my real life. Like, do I really think you're good? Do I really think you're here? Do I? And I think that, that it's just what I hear more in this, um, this batch of songs is kind of more of like a, a wrestling through things and a, and in accepting in myself some of the places where I'm I have a long way to go. Yeah. You know, you know, I, I think we there's so many ways that we have to um make ourselves feel like maybe we're not in suspense and incomplete. You know, we mm-hmm. make sure we've saved enough money or, or, or you know, whatever, you know, there's so many different ways. And also I think some of the ways people talk about um writing is sometimes, you know your ideas are going to be kind of fuzzy, but when you write them, you, they, they won't be so fuzzy, which is true, by the way, you do get clarity from, from writing and that's true. Um, and yet I think there's some real, some real uh, benefit to the creative process by embracing the fact that we are in suspense and incomplete. And also, by the way, that's a comfort. That's like, right. I, I'm really glad that the state I'm in now is a state yes. of suspense and incompleteness and not, yeah, yeah. It, this is not the best I can hope for. Yeah. And I think, you know, there's a cool thing that happens and maybe maybe as a writer you you get you get a little glimpse of that, but just that um you know, the the, the awesome invitation I think that we we have is like that we also aren't just like these passive, you know, we don't just sit back and kind of like you know, sit there doing nothing while God does everything. I think that's like maybe the fun, the fun part in it all is that uh, we get to also be like co co-creators yeah. uh, and we get to do some of the writing, even if there's like a hand that's leading us, there's still also, I think somehow like our hand is in the mix too. And just kind of like, it's this weird dance kind of, I guess that we just do with the spirit of God, where it's like, you're working on me, you're shaping me, you're leading me, but also you're, you're really asking me to show up to my life and to my faith and to my relationships. And like, I, I, you've given, I I have that sometimes like, it overwhelms me the sense of like, what God has trusted me with, you Mm -hmm. know, the work, the people, the I can't believe it sometimes. So it's like, well, I'm glad you're here. And I'll, yeah, <laughs> I, I need some help with this. Um, yeah, right. So yeah, I think that is, 
there, there is just some, there's a lot of platitudes. I think that, that you hear, you know, if you've, especially if you spent any time kind of in the Southern church and anything from like, well, just like let go and let God or like this kind of stuff. And I think, I think that's half of it. And then also, you know, and so I think just finding those places where, um, man, just where it's like, it's, it's trust and letting go and also showing up. And I, I think, I think on any, uh, you know, maybe on my best days, I, I can strike some kind of balance, but usually I'm, yeah. I'm airing on one side or another. Yeah, because you started this conversation talking about the idea of of finding, you know, this thing, the sky's opening and you finding um, yeah. this song or um sure. I, you know, but again, it's it's kind of like um I ran across something that Tom Waits uh said um mm. about you know finding the you know these songs sort of sort of appear to you and if you don't write them down, they're gonna go somewhere else. Um so I mean that's, yes. that's one way of I don't, and that might not be mm-hmm. a complete, I don't think that's a complete way of thinking about the process, but um, yeah. you know, it's an important part of it to think. It's not just that these things appear, it's that you also have to capture them before they go somewhere else. Uh, yeah. I think the way I've always, you know, the way I've always thought about songwriting and really maybe just writing in general, because I, I actually enjoy a good amount of, or I, I should say, something I've enjoyed the last couple of years is getting into more writing. That's not songwriting. Uh Um, And I think what's so fun about any sort of like writing that I've done is that uh, I I almost never have a sense of like, I'm, I'm creating something that is not, has never been said, or I'm, Mm -hmm. I I think if, if anything, I may be like, uh, imagine someone who's like, uh, I don't know if you, if you have anything that you like kind of collect a lot of, but uh, I started collecting these like triangle shaped rocks. Okay. And uh, so, so like if I'm like on a walk in the woods, I'm like looking for a rock that's kind of makes like a perfect triangle. It's just this, like silly little thing. But uh, I think about sometimes writing being like uh, you're in a sense, you're a collector because mm-hmm. you're kind of moving around your life so what you're reading who you're talking to all these things you're taking in can become part of what you might thread together and make later so you know writing poetry was a good example of that where here's i i almost never remember sermons like they just don't stick in my head very well and that probably says a lot about me anna i should be better, but I almost never remember them. I remember this one. It just, it like lived in my heart. And then I found, you know, this prayer by Teilhard. And I, it's like the two things all of a sudden were like, oh, this is, this is like the story. It's like, as soon as I found that, I knew it was like, I remembered the poetry thing. And then I felt like, okay, so now I'm stringing these things um, together. And I guess I have a sense of that, like walking around the world, like, um, almost like God or, you know, is leaving you these really fun breadcrumbs mm-hmm. to f- like, maybe breadcrumbs are even the wrong thing, but just the sense of like, God is leaving these little treasures for whoever will pay attention. Yeah. Um, and then that's the fun part is he's like, I wonder how, and I almost feel like 
God must have this curiosity. Like, I wonder how they're going to put this together. You know, there's a proverb. You may know the reference because I don't think I can remember, but it's like, it's the, it's something, oh man, I'm going to have to look it up, but it's It's, like, God's pleasure to hide things and the King's pleasure to find things out. You got it. See, I knew you were going (laughs) to know that. Okay. Yes. And it's like, it's the glory of Kings to search out like these things that God has hidden. And, um, yeah, I've, I, that's like been one of those little things that's always stayed with me too, is I want to be someone who's like seeking out the stuff that's hidden in the world that no one else is yeah, maybe I looking at. And I think it's also, this, I, this may be the point you're making in the first place, but you know, for you, what you're looking for is triangle shaped rocks. And so that's what yeah. you see when you go walk yeah. in the woods. And I, mm-hmm. I might be looking for, shed snake skins i don't know but and, yeah. and that's and so our particular interests mm-hmm. our particular vision shapes what we see and so if you and i were, go, were to go for a walk yeah the same place we collect different things and and our collage yeah our junior our, our you know elementary school collage we make out of our stuff is, would look very different even though we came to the same place oh i think that's so good and i think it's that's almost making me think like that would be a really cool, that would be a cool creative practice for any sort of, you know, makers out there. Um, yeah. which I, I think a lot of people fit in more people fit in that category than sometimes um, Absolutely. they're even aware of. And I have a lot of friends who wouldn't tell you that they're artists, but I'm like, Oh no, but you, you are like the way that you are in the world. And, but that would be a fun, almost like spiritual creative practices to like, maybe like even have something in mind, like, okay, I'm going to look for this. Or I'm going to look for things that I, I don't know. I'm going to look for feathers or I'm going to look for birds or I'm going to, and like, and just pay attention to like how many more of those you see, because I also recently this year have gotten a little bit more into um, birding. I used to say bird watching. And then someone told me that it's like, no, real, real bird people say birding, not bird watching. Yeah, so I didn't yeah. even know, but uh, yeah, so birding and I'm trying, I'm very new. I like just got this app on my phone. I'm trying to learn some of the just basic things about birds in Tennessee. Now that I'm a Tennessee resident and, uh, mm-hmm. But it's so funny because I would tell you now, like, there's more birds in the world than there ever have been. But I think I'm just, I'm paying attention to them. I'm like looking for them. And so all of a sudden I'm like, oh my gosh, they're everywhere. They're like, uh, but it's really, it is a beautiful thing to kind of like, I don't know. It it invites an openness, I think. Um, It's a different kind of way to walk around when you're, when you're sort of looking. And listening. Yeah. Have you ever do you have you ever noticed inflection points in your in your life where or in your creative life where you realize this time last year I was looking for blank and now I'm looking for something else. You know, I I, I find my interest mm. is some some you know truth about the world will catch my attention. Yeah. And for 18 months everything I see seems to be relevant to that. And yeah. then some other truth is more, feels more important to me. I mean, I guess it's kind of what you said a minute ago about mm-hmm. this, you know, your previous record was about the sweetness of God. Mm-hmm. And this most recent record, Hold Still, is um, about the, the, how you deal with the hard things in life. Yes. Yeah. I think, I, gosh, I think that's really true. And sometimes it's even 
certain words, like a word that's feeling pretty, I don't know, a word that's, I, I guess I want to use the word sticky to describe what I, I'm like, a word that's kind of sticking to me, like I notice it, it's standing out is the word witness. Uh, you know, I, I, I feel like it's coming up or I'll notice people saying it or um, I'm reading here. I'm reading this book. This is um, Consolations by uh, David White, which is like, it's almost like a glossary. Um, but he talks about, he uses the word witness in one of his descriptions of friendship. Um, and then, of course, witness is a really important word in one of my favorite novels that I read this year called Peace Like a River. Mm -hmm. and um he talks about kind of like it's not my job to tell you what to here's me paraphrasing leaf finger um since we're doing a, we're all we're all doing a lot of paraphrasing today but uh he says it's not my job to tell you what to think but i can only tell you what i saw like make it here's what yeah. i saw make of it what you will and i think that's feeling like something i'm noticing more of is people who are I had a, an interesting conversation with um, our our friend Sandra McCracken about this, about like um, thinking about songs that don't tell me what to think about God, but show me something, you know, like almost like I can't tell you really how to believe or how to live or whatever, but I can, I can tell you what I've seen and then I'll you give can, an account and then, yeah. yes, I can give an account and then you can decide. Uh, you know yeah. what to what to do with that or not, and I think that uh, yeah. So that word witness of like, I think I don't know. Even as I'm talking about birding and all these yeah. different things, I feel like that's a word that is sticking out to me. Of just like almost, it's an it's it's almost like a role I'm wanting to step into more of. Um, Rachel Pye Jones yeah. was, was on this podcast earlier this year, maybe last year, and uh, mm -hmm. she has lived in the Horn of Africa for decades. And oh, amazing. And her book is called Pillars, and it's, it's, it's about the idea of, you know, how do the, the, the pillars of Islam, um, if, we, if we took those seriously as Christian people, what would it, you know, alms and prayer and, wow. um, you know, how, how, how might that change our spiritual practice? Um, and, but she talks about this idea of, of witnessing, not just, Hey, I'm a Christian person and I'm going to give you, I'm, I'm going to witness to you about, here's what the Christian message says, yeah. person who's not a Christian, but rather mm -hmm. I'm, I'm witnessing the world mm -hmm. as a person who sees the eyes of Christ. And what do I see? And that, that yeah. kind of that witnessing is not just, I mean, in, in, you know, Sunday school, we always talk about witnessing as, you know, as if you're standing on the witness stand saying, well, here's here world. Here's some things about Jesus. Mm -hmm. uh, but that, I thought it was very transformative to think it's also our job to to look, look out on the world with the eyes of Christ and see what we see. Yes. And I think that's really important. Yeah, uh, because there's something unfolding right here. And I do love that. We're not just. uh it's not just about telling an old story, although that may be part of it, but it's also about seeing how that very true story is playing out um, mm -hmm. in the world today. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's what, you know, that's what I just personally am so hungry for is to know 
okay, God, you know, I think I, I, I am discovering how hard it is to, to be a person of faith. And, th- you know, like Jesus pretty much said, this is not going to be, this is not going to be very easy, you know, guys. So mm-hmm. just buckle up. But I'm like, you know, like, I, th- I think one of the things that it's funny because there are, there are a lot of songs kind of about the promises of God. And I, and I think about like a lot of songs you sing in church kind of about maybe some of the sweeter promises. And <laughs> I often, I often think about like, do you know something that Jesus promised very often was like just the trouble and yeah. the, like, that was a guarantee really. Um, and so I think that, uh, there, there is like a hardness to that. And I think maybe that's what even what I was kind of saying earlier is like, I think I'm realizing like how serious he was about that. Like, this is just not, this is going to require a lot of you, not just to be a Christian or a churchgoer or something, but to just like survive this world. And, yeah. uh, it will require a great deal of your heart and your faith and your patience. And um, I think that that is sort of like what I was realizing, like that he really meant that. And so um, what does that look like and how does God show up in that? And I think I'm so grateful for like the friendship that I've had with people who have walked really difficult journeys like ahead of me. And because I think I see people who like have been to some just unimaginable places and, you know, find God in them, like find God kind of in the, where you thought he would never be. Yeah. Um, you and I, before we started recording, we're talking a little about Thomas McKenzie and, yes. uh, he said, the culture that we live in tells us that life is about acquiring more, about getting better and faster and smarter and greater. It's about becoming bigger and more powerful. But the Christian faith tells us that human life is about a cycle of suffering, death, and resurrection. Mm. And I think that's so helpful to think about, you know, again, with regard to our expectations for the life we're going to be living. Um, and also in terms of storytelling, mm-hmm. that cycle of suffering and death and resurrection is uh, makes for a pretty interesting story and a compelling story. And um, even, even more so than the story of, of going from, uh, from strength to strength, from glory to glory, <laughs> from triumph, yeah. from triumph to triumph, you know? Yeah. And it's just like, there's just no, there's no way to skip the hard part. And man, if there was anyone who wanted to skip the hard part, it's, it's me. I, I, I would, I would so like to, and I, and I wish we all could. And it, but it's like there is a, there's some. You, I, I, I don't think we can fully experience the resurrection. You know, we get like without sharing in the suffering, and so I think, man, if if there was maybe like a, a message in in the the album, which I don't even mean like, here's the thing I'm trying to tell you. Cause I know it so well, but I think it's like, if there's something I'm even the title, I think why I called it hold still is like an exhortation to my own self or like a, like a challenge to my own self to like, can you just like, hang on, like sit in this, 
sit in the in the suspense, sit in the incompleteness and the pain and the suffering and the, I don't know how I will ever get through this, or I don't know where the world is headed or the discomfort of that. Can you sit in it long enough to experience like the love, the, the, the power, the peace, the resurrection that I do think like God almost saves for those moments. It's like the people who will wait in that, like, and sit in that, like then get to discover this like crazy, beautiful truth about the world. Yes and amen. Yeah. All right, Taylor, you may or may, or may, or may not know this. I end these episodes with a question, who are the writers who make you want to write? And you have already mentioned that you read a lot of poets. Who, who are the poets who, who make you want to sit down and Ooh, yeah. Well, it all started for me with Mary Oliver, who uh, writes a lot about nature and God uh, and in a voice that really, she's a great person if you're new to poetry, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, just what it, what, it, what a really special presence she was in this world and continues yeah. to be um, through her words. Uh, David White, I mentioned earlier, he's another one who I enjoy that's like uh w-h-y-t-e and then um i also have this year i got into in the early pandemic i did this like poetry reading on instagram live which was super fun and i just needed something to honestly like keep me tethered to people as we were all isolated so i would read a poem every night um before bed and it was fun because i honestly like very quickly ran out of uh people that i already knew so i had to like look for more and uh found the poetry of christian wyman oh yeah oh my gosh christian wyman really incredible uh he has one called i don't want to be a spice store that's probably probably my favorite spice store spice store like i don't want to be a a spice store (laughs) really interesting title but uh yeah so those are three people who really make me want to write mary David, Christian Wyman. I'm leaving out so many I know, which is always true, but uh, oh, that's, that's, yeah. No, that's how the structure of the question is one of the ones that come to mind. Not, oh, yeah. Can you think, not, not list your 20 favorites. Not how many people could you possibly think of? <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, well, great. Well, uh, I think when this uh, episode releases, the your new album will not quite be out, but if this episode is more than a couple of weeks old when you listen to it, uh, hold still should be out there and, and ready for you to for hold to still is coming September 17th. I'm super excited. And there are a few singles out already. Um, happy or whatever mother's daughter poetry and, uh, August 27th, uh, the bridge comes out. So there's, you can listen to a good, good chunk of it. And then Excellent. yeah, the rest of the album's coming really soon. And, I'll be doing some house shows and stuff like that this fall. So hopefully I'll get to meet some of you who are listening. If I don't know you already, uh, excited to just be with you this fall and sing some of these songs live. It's going to be great. 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 Thanks, Taylor. Thank you so much, Jonathan. Thanks for having me. Yes. This podcast is brought to you by The Rabbit Room, where art nourishes community and community nourishes art. And all our podcasts are made possible by the generous support of our members. 
To learn more about us, visit rabbitroom.com. And to become a member, rabbitroom.com slash donate. Special thanks as well to Taylor Linhart for letting us use her song Diamonds as the theme music for season three of The Habit Podcast. You can learn more about Taylor and follow her work at taylorlinhart.com. The Habit Membership is a library of resources for writers by me, Jonathan Rogers. More importantly, The Habit is a hub of community where like-minded writers gather to discuss their work and give each other a little more courage. Find out more at thehabit.co.